Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Morning, sunshine. Morning, everybody. A fine day in the magic city. Broadcasting live across the nation on Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145, the one and only, of course. Good morning, amigo. Coming at you till 11 o'clock in the morning. Good morning, Frank. Morning, sir. Did you hear about 24-hour fitness? What happened to 24-hour fitness? I heard it's a gym. That's pretty much it. It's a gym that has filed for bankruptcy. Oh, my. COVID, uh, COVID yeah. responsible for this most probably? Yes, definitely responsible wow. for this. I wonder how, uh, how LA Fitness is going to hold up on, with all this. They close 100 gyms. LA Fitness? No. Oh, uh, 24, 24 hours. 24 hours. Okay. Wow. I'm sure it's going to be coming soon that companies are going to be closing here and going to be going to be closing there because it's, it, was a, it was a long pause. I mean, you're talking about a three-month delay, especially for these gyms. Yeah. Well, apparently... Uh, it's going to help reopen some of the clubs, this Chapter 11 filing. It secured $250 million in funding. A majority of the locations to be open by end of June. However, it is emerging as a smaller chain because they'll now close permanently 100 U.S. locations in 14 states. Wow. So there'll be 300 clubs remaining. Um, they'll be in business. They'll be in business. People are going to go to the gym no matter what, though. So with all those clubs that are going to be closing, people are going to start pouring into other clubs. Uh, Cold's Gym filed for bankruptcy last month. Uh, and they're going to emerge from bankruptcy around August. So these, this is a strategy to stay alive. Let's take two steps back to take three or four forward. So... Dude, were you having trouble with your cell phone yesterday? Yeah, I was, actually. So apparently there's network. there were network issues. Uh, T-Mobile, uh, they were trying to resolve the widespread voice and text issue that they were uh, dealing with and recommended that you use FaceTime or WhatsApp to communicate. Uh, I think today it looks like it's better. But uh, what, a, what a disaster yesterday. It looked like it was a T-Mobile, Metro PCS issue. Well, both of those companies are one and the same. But Well, according to the story, um, there seemed to be some issues um, with AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint in a few states like Florida, Georgia, Texas, New York, California. And I would imagine you said it's something about a tower, right? Um, You'd be, you'd be surprised. Some of the towers, sometimes they share. Like when the tower can't be used. It, it's very technical. I don't know it well enough. All I know is that towers aren't always proprietary. Well, I mean, originally my wife had said that towers had fallen. But um, after I found out that it was a nationwide thing, then it has to do more with the alignment of a satellite, right? Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, the, the, the outage was 95% T-Mobile. Oof. Because there was over 100,000 reports of outages for T-Mobile. Verizon was 8,000. AT&T was 3,400. And Sprint was just under 1,600. So, you know, there was 13,000 with the other three combined. There was 100,000 with T-Mobile. So the problem was T-Mobile, 100%. And it had to have been a T-Mobile tower. Wow. That may have sprinkled and affected some of the other carriers. Because I'm telling you, I think there's some 
faction to using other towers to connect. Sometimes it's like seven towers that connect. It's just a weird thing. I don't know enough about it. Mm. I just know that towers aren't always 100% proprietary. So it is what it is. Uh, I think it's better now. But that was kind of a pain in the ass yesterday. Uh, it was nice. The silence was nice. Nobody was able to get a hold of me. But then again, I didn't know the f phone was off. So I was after my wife told me, I was like, oh, no wonder nobody was able to get a hold of me. Did you realize that there's a tropical storm, Jerry? Meaning we're in Jay already. How are we already in Jace? We started hurricane season 16 days. I ago. saw that. I'm like, no, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jay? How did we get to Jay already? Tenth name storm of the year. How is this possible? Atlantic storm? Or is that the Pacific storm? The tenth name storm of this year's Atlantic hurricane season. No way. We're on J already. How did that happen? No threat to us. At least we hope it's not. Oh, my God. Talk about level six of Jumanji. What's that? We're already in June. Like, something new happens every single month. Like, look, Louisiana just got hit with a tropical storm. Columbia, what was it? Well, but I've got more news for you. You know, we're in J, but I Crystal is still ball. doing damage. Crystal ball is what uh, the that's damage in, uh, Crystal ball so two weeks ago, right? No, I know, but I'm just saying it's already been, <laughs> we have already have a hurricane season to talk about. We're 16 days in. So Tropical Depression Imelda is expected to dump 25 inches of rain in three days over parts of eastern Texas and Louisiana. So there's an Imelda also, too. <clears throat> I and J. K is next. <laughs> Boy, we are, uh, we are way ahead of schedule here when it comes to that stuff. This is ridiculous. Uh, are you sure you're looking at this year? Yeah. 2020. Yeah. That's what it says here. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. Could it be? Maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. Oh, my goodness. Come on, please. Could, I think I am. Please, please be that you're looking at the wrong one. <laughs> please be that you're looking at the wrong one. That would be so funny. Yeah. But why would they? Here's what I don't understand, Frank. So shame on WSVN. Yes, it's an old article, Frank. <laughs> But look at this, Frank. You have an article with today, right? And then you go down to the bottom, and you know where it says <laughs> more? You know where it says more from SVN? The right. very first story that says more is this Tropical Storm Jerry story that's from September of last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why do they do that? So, yes, there's been three. Crystal Ball was the last one, and it was, yes, last week that it went ahead and uh, went over um, Louisiana, uh, New Orleans. They also feature a story of models in Miami Beach. In Miami Beach, police get speak out. Controversial video that got that cop. That was in October. These are the ones they're featuring. Their website manager needs help. Well, now that Joel Franco's not there anymore. Well, he needs help. Well, then the third article is an article from October of 2017. Are you guys for real? So here's what's going to happen. Never again... Do I go on SVN? Noted. Noted. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. It's been 16 days. It's impossible. And look, I'm, if it's not sports, I'm the guy to come to for hurricanes, bro. And I'm not talking about the Miami hurricanes. 
I'm talking about hurricanes. I, I feel like I'm one with the hurricane. Like, I become part hurricane, kind of, and I'm able to predict and tell you what's going to happen with these crazy storms. Everybody always comes to me, like, hey, Frank, what's going to happen with these storms? I'm telling them, like, yo, don't worry about it. We good. It's coming right for us. We good. It's going to turn. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's buying everything. I'm there sitting with, the, with a drink in my hand. Chilling. And chilling with my feet up on my ottoman. Watching everybody scramble on the news, watching the news put the same exact footage every four days. Sorry, every four seconds. And eventually it turns away and everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe it turned. I told you. In the next segment, we're going to have our, our newest member of the family join us, Brad Tejeda. Tejeda. You'd think I never spoke Spanish before. Do you know that I'm going to give him all kinds of heck, right? Why is that? Just because I can. Boys are back on campus, so I'm sure there's some hurricane football he wants. I want to hear what he has to talk about. I want to hear about this Jake Garcia thing and why we do the things we do as Miami Hurricane fans. So mm. he better have his seatbelt on. <laughs> Lo que le espera. That first ever segment, official Brad Tejeda segment inside of the Good Morning Amigo show today, actually coming up on the other side. Tú me entiendes lo que te estoy diciendo. He better be ready because I'm going to bring in strong. And everybody's waiting, anticipating. It's the only reason they listen to my show is if I put this guy on, right? It was a good pickup, right? Great pickup. All right, good. I'm still going to give him hack. You know that. I know. You have to, um, I guess, haze him oh, is yeah. the proper term for this, right? So just, uh, do you have the breaking news sound? <laughs> CBS 4 reporting the University of Miami has announced that students will return to campus in August. Yeah, baby. That just broke on CBS Local. There you go. Woohoo! So it's official. Yeah, buddy. Official, yeah, buddy. yes. I told you coming in, man. I think we're going to be fine coming in for the next school year. Mm-hmm. Should be A-OK. I'll tell you where things aren't A-OK. Beijing in China. City official warns coronavirus situation is extremely severe. Well, um, uh, Mayor of Miami, he said that they weren't going to move over to phase three because of the new spike in, in, uh, in coronaviruses. Doesn't feel like we're ready for it yet. But then again, NASCAR just announced that on their next race, on the All-Star, I think it was an All-Star race happening later this month, uh, they're going to be allowing, after only allowing 1,000 fans for the Homestead Miami race this past weekend, they're going to be allowing 30,000 fans of that race. Do you want to look at my latest tweet? Sure. It was literally about three seconds ago. You tell me what you think. Uh, has anyone seen the side-by-side -side picture of Lamar Jackson and a young Samuel L. Jackson? No, I have not. Is it potentially possible that that's his father and he does <laughs> Come on, man. Are you serious? Okay, well, just look at the picture, would you? I've, I've put it on Twitter. Anybody wants to go to at the Amigo, check it out. When we come back on the other side, we'll ask Brad what he thinks. Let me tell you something. Um, that's an eerie resemblance. And, you know. Yikes. Is that not an eerie resemblance? Yikes. They look way too much alike. What the heck? Doppelgangers. They happen to have the same last name. <laughs> oh god does this lend to the fact that everybody there's people who say that everybody's related in some way shape or form I tell you all the time 
happens, man. There's no way. <laughs> so people, you know, the internet's undefeated, and so is Twitter. We're gonna go to break. There's a, now that this has come out as a trending thing. There's a picture apparently when uh, when Lamar Jackson played football. Where did he play at? Louisville was it? Louisville. He had Louisville. A, Louisville. He had a teammate named Samuel. Uh-oh. So they caught him sitting together on the bench. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Phenomenal. Where's the whistle? Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apola, too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two Aniga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Aniga Manuel Apola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Aniga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Aniga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Aniga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is 
familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Sime Radio and everybody a part of Sime Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my bag just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. This is Saquon Barkley and you got to listen to Slam Radio. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. He doesn't like baseball too much, he says. Right, Frank? So he says. He doesn't like baseball too much. So he'd rather talk about Jake Garcia and college football than what one thing has to do with the other. But, like, we have enough quarterbacks. I don't know what the hell's going on there. So since he's young and he seems to be the leader of this young buck crew of UM fans, by the way, I had one hit me up on the side. He ready to go to work on national radio. So uh, we're going to ask Brad Tejeda about his boys. Is Brad ready to, to come in? Like, little rookie. He's not ready. I, He's ready to roll. That was your cue, Brad. Hello, Brad. What's going on, there fellas? Go. I, am, I, am, I, am, I am definitely ready. I just had some cafecito this morning. I am pumped. Where's mine? You're your... You're, you're tuned in to the Amigo and Gringo show. Oh, is, is cafecito, uh, cafecito's available in Gainesville? Yeah, well. Unfo- un- unfortunately, only at about two or three places. Oh, at least you can find it. That's cool. You can find cafecito. When I lived in Gainesville, I couldn't find cafecito anywhere. There, nah, there it, was it, one it, joint that had it, um, and it wasn't very good. You had to go with the cafe con leche because the coffee itself was like whatever. It was like Puerto Rican coffee. I don't know. Um, uh, for 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 a while, I ended up having to uh, hit up Color Ridge Labs and ask for like tutorials over the phone how to how well, to make it from scratch. You're probably better off getting you know come when you come to Miami, buying your three or four sacks of of cafe la llave, and your little cafecito, uh, you know brewer, like we all have. And I think that would be your best bet to get the best Cuban coffee imaginable in Gainesville because Gainesville they don't know anything about that. Remember the capacity of the alligator's brain. It doesn't look for a lot of depth. Remember that. So there's only a few things they get right. They get pizza, correct, right? They get uh, girls graduate from UF no longer a virgin because that's like a, that's like a rite of passage. Um, and they suck at football. Those are the three. Like that really goes hand in hand. Um, what's up with all this Jake Garcia talk, bro? Talk to me a little bit about Jake Garcia. Why the hell we need him when we have a pretty good quarterback and another pretty good quarterback. Like what, what's the deal here? So, Talk so, to me, guru. So, 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 
so you're talking about Jake Garcia, the golden child. You're not talking about just any other guy. Um, when, when you think of Jake Garcia, you're thinking of a poster boy. Well, when the word quarterback, when you look it up in the dictionary, you will probably see Jake Garcia's throwing motion in that, in that picture. Uh, when you talk about Jake Garcia, you're talking about a quarterback that Miami probably has not had talent-wise since Ken Dorsey. Um, and when you talk about Ken Dorsey, uh, there's something that lines up between the two, and, and it's that beautiful state on the other side of us called California. Um, well, when you talk about the state of California, they are known for breeding quarterbacks. They are. Um, ask our guy, uh, Gino Toretta, uh, all these other guys. We have Kyle Wright um, back in the day where obviously Kyle Wright didn't really perform well. But I think with a guy like De'Ara King, you're going to see – a quarterback in a new system with Red Lashley that's going to actually help out any quarterback we go after in the future. Um, like you just mentioned, we do have quarterbacks like Tyler Van Dyke. We got Nikosi Perry. Uh, we got our boy Tate Martell. Um, and I think I think you're going to see a, a, a change of direction here. You guys were talking about hurricanes earlier with the name Jerry, but I think they skipped the name Jake. Because there will be a Category 5 hurricane touching down in South Florida real soon, and his name will be Jake. But wasn't Brad Kaya supposed to be that California golden Wasn't Kyle? Kyle Wright supposed to be that guy, too? That didn't work out very well. Like, I, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, oh, okay, I love you, Brad. But I remember the day when the quarterbacks that worked out didn't have those names. Those were names of quarterbacks that didn't do so good. And, and you feel this strongly about Jake Garcia, but it was just a few months ago Miami faithful felt this strong about King. Like, where are we at? We even got an offensive lineman that's familiar to King. Even Tate, Mar you know, even Tate was a— like, Tate Martell was the quarterback we, we of the waited, future. We waited for him at the airport, and he hasn't been able to we, sniff the field. We won the transfer portal last year with Tate Martell, I think, supposedly. Correct, and we and we, uh, we actually—and we won the transfer portal again this year, but, but the things that are changing is a lot different now. You're talking about a new— offensive system that's going to play in the benefit for all these guys, not only on our football team currently, but for the future. All these South Florida kids, they're used to playing in the spread. They're used to playing fast, not thinking, and using their speed and talent to the best of their advantage. Unfortunately, Miami has been handcuffed the past 10, 15 years with either bad offensive coordinators, bad defensive coordinators, or a mixture of both. Anytime we have some type of talent, either in the quarterback situation or the running back situation or the receiver situation. We typically don't have a solid offensive line or a quarterback or an offensive coordinator who has that quarterback guru instinct. I think what we did was we saw the name Dan Enos this past year. We saw Alabama. We saw Tua. We saw Jalen Hurts. And we got very happy like any Hurricane fan should. We put all of our eggs in one basket, and unfortunately, it, it didn't work out well, um, not only for Dan Enos, but for Manny Diaz. It was his first time being a head coach, and just like anything, for the first time, you put, it takes growing pain. You're going to have you're gonna have your losses. You're going to have your wins. Unfortunately, his losses were way worse than his wins. You talk about an FIU team that ended up being the best team in South Florida last year. That, that's, that's very bad. Uh, for any Miami fan looking from the outside in. So here's and my then you talk about Louisiana Tech being the only college football team out of any team that played a playoff or bowl game did not score a single point. 
Yeah, it's. It, it, let me ask you this, Brad, because I know that we we tend to be very optimistic. Um, I came on here after the first game of the season last year and ripped Dan Enos. And I remember ripping Dan Enos, and I think even some of your friends ripped me for ripping Dan Enos. I remember clearly. I lost the bet. Huh? I lost the bet. Yeah, well, you lost lunch because of this, but I remember getting ragged on profusely by Miami Faithful when I said this guy was a jackass and this is not, you gotta hold these kids accountable. That's the problem around here. There's no accountability. And then at the end of the year, everybody was trying to get Enos fired. And I was trying to explain to you, the only way you can hold somebody accountable is by first holding yourself accountable. And Dan Enos never held himself accountable. Dan Enos was a big, fat mess, okay? With a lot of smoke, a lot of hyperbole, but no substance. So the Absolutely. reason I bring this up to you, Brad, is because it seems like every so often in Miami's recent history, we build up to something that we think is going to be great, and then it crashes and burns. Just ask Al Golded. Um, these are the things that some of the older Miami fans like myself, we take all of this optimism with a grain of salt. We saw a Miami play in an Orange Bowl, and if they lost one time, we'd be upset about how they lost and how they blew it in the third quarter or something. Like nowadays, we're talking six and seven, we're losing FIU, playing close games against Louisiana Tech, and doing things that are out of the norm of a program that supposedly rose from the ashes and is as great as Miami's program is. I believe we can continue to be great because we have a lot of things that make us, uh, give us an advantage. South Florida gives us an advantage, a hub for football here, uh, and a recruiting uh, magnet that is Coral Gables. Uh, all that stuff, you know, a pathway to the, to, to the pros, which even to this day, even though Miami's not as good as they used to be, they're still putting people in the pros like nobody's business. So you want to play in the NFL, you might want to go to Miami. It's a good good idea, but to get back to where we were, or even a semblance of where we were, I don't know if it's about Manny. I don't know if it's about the new assistant coaches, because those come and go every other year, it seems like. I think it comes from a culture that has to understand that winning comes first. And if these I, players I, if these players can do that, Brad, then we're back in shape. But I, I don't know. You're going to get someone who's a little jaded from me. I, I love my Canes no, more than just about anyone I know. Nobody could even challenge me on my love for the Canes. But I'm also very well-grounded, and I'm also very frustrated with the hope and the promise of the future coming up flat. And, and that's what I, I think is an issue. And you know what? I, I absolutely I, I agree with you with everything you're saying. But let me ask you this. When is the last time Miami has had a proven offensive coordinator? As far I'm not talking about just developing one area – on offense, but an actual proven offense coordinator that has done things from multiple schools and actually has proven stats to back it up. It's been a while. Yeah, I give you. Now that. let me ask. Now, now let me ask you this: When is the last time Miami has had a proven quarterback who's not only a leader on and off the field, but is a Heisman caliber talent? You said Dorsey. Um, I happen to agree. I think it's Dorsey. Although, I mean, there's a. When is the When is the last good, but... time? that Miami has had a proven offensive line coach who can not only develop players but can recruit them. Well, it's been a long time since my boy uh, Arquijo was there. So, yeah, it's been a bit. They well, got rid Arquijo of him the, and they have – Arquijo the first time. Yeah, the first time. Because Arquijo the second time wasn't as good. Yeah, it's true. And when is the last time Miami has had the two top 
best defensive ends in college football at the same time. That's going to be fun to watch those two, right? We expect big things from those two, right? But we got to make sure that that defense that was playing lights out two or three years ago is back to its form. So my question is, they're great. Are they going to make the secondary better? And is the secondary good enough that when they make them better, they become great? Or are they just an average secondary with a good line? They'll make some plays, but at the end of it, they're still going to be overmatched. That's my question, because I know once upon a time, our corners and our secondary were locked down. Now, I'm sure they're good. I'm sure they're good. your secondary, your your secondary as far as your safeties actually is one of the strong suits on the football team this year. You look at a guy like Gervin Hall, um, who's coming into his own. This is his third year. This is going to be his breakout year. Then you also look at a guy like Bubba Bolden, who was a transfer from USC. Yes, he was probably one of our top guys last year, and he only played in a few games before Gervin celebrated with him, and he actually uh, broke his leg. That is a kid that's actually going to end up probably getting drafted after this year. I could see a guy like Bubba Bolden having a huge year for the Canes and will probably end up leaving a year early. And then you look at a guy like Amari Carter, who usually plays safety, but I think because of the two guys I just mentioned and bringing in a talented guy like Avante Williams, who's a five-star kid we grabbed from Florida, I think you're going to look at someone like Amari Carter switch to the linebacker slash striker position. So it's going to help a little bit with not only the depth, but an experience we have on that side of the ball. Because besides Zach McLeod, you're looking at a lot of young talent, but doesn't have much experience, like you just said. With corners, yes, um, you have a little bit of question marks. But again, I'm putting a lot of emphasis on this D-line in the pass rush. I think our pass rush is going to be top five, easily top three in the nation. It's going to be Just sick. like everyone is project. It's going, going to be, be sick, I mean, man. It, it, here's the other problem why it's going to be sick is this, you, you talk about the ends all you want, but now your linebackers cracking through, um, you know, A gaps and B gaps on blitzes or on organized blitzes where then all of a sudden your outsides shoot back. Um, you have a situation where you're going to confuse that offense, the opposing offensive line all day because you've got those corners. They make the linebackers better. My bigger question is, you're right, our safeties are strong. Can our can our corners play strong? you got to play with balls when you play in the corners. Sometimes you're mano a mano, man to man on a guy. And, yeah, you're help, you, you expect help, but on the kind of defense we play, we're not playing sonita, baby. We're playing you, you're going to play on the balls of your feet. You're going you're gonna to play a man zone, but you're going to play more of a man. And if your guy gets behind you, you might get some help, but it's on you. So I, I think we're going to shorten the time the quarter, opposing quarterback has to throw the football, and I think it's going to make the other elements of our defense much better. I agree with you on that. Uh, Rousseau is, an, is, is just a man-child. Like, it's just that, that guy's unbelievable. Um, I'm just worried that all that looks great on paper, Frank. You, you know where I'm going with this, right? Like, you've been yeah, absolutely. Uh, more than a decade season holder, and, mm. and I have 40-plus years into this, this program. And I love watching them when they win, but I'm not convinced. I love the direction. Now, if we lose a couple of games, are we immediately blaming Manny again? Because it's not like our schedule is a cupcake this year. You know, like... Yes. um, So, unfortunately, this is Manny Diaz this year. This is all on Manny Diaz. He he got all the right hires. He got the right guys in place in the most important positions in college football. I I feel like we almost checked everything, every single one off. So, yes, unfortunately, it is on Manny Diaz. If he doesn't get at least nine wins, uh, ten in the regular season, I, I think I think we need to start looking elsewhere, man. Yeah. But I, I have all the faith in the world in Manny Diaz right now. I think I think he's humbled himself. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, you, you, you see, as soon as the season ended, he learned from his mistakes. 
he fired everybody on the offensive side, and he upgraded literally on everything that we had a problem with last year. You talk about the kicking game. We went out and got a kicker. You talk about the quarterback. We went out and got not only a Heisman candidate quarterback, but we got a leader. Um, Derek King, I mean, I don't know if you follow him on social media, but the kid is a workhorse. I don't think Mike has seen anybody as hard as a worker as that kid in a very long time. And I think him being the quarterback and the leader of the team, all it's going to do is leak throughout the locker room, and you're going to see a way better football team as far as the culture, overall built of how the team is bringing themselves on the field. And you talked about something else as far as recruiting and other things that might help uh, Miami, but not only Miami, but every team in Florida. This past week you had that CAA uh, lightness bill get passed by uh, Governor Satanter, I believe. Um, and out of every place in Florida, he, he decided to, to, to do it in Miami. And Miami IPS. <laughs> I saw now, that. I, I thought I thought that was actually a good uh, a good look for Miami. Yeah, so, it's so it's always good to get that kind of exposure. I will say this, and we're talking to Brad Tejeda here on Good Morning Amigo. Brad will be able you'll be able to hear Brad Tuesdays at noon, starting in a couple of weeks, right here on Slam Radio. He's big Miami insider, but also just a big guru in sports in general. He's got a great fan base. Um, his fans follow him on Twitter. Um, they follow his podcast, his vidcast, and so happy to have you as part of our uh, Slam Radio family. Um, I look at how things are going to progress relative to the Miami Hurricanes in football, and I think that er all the elements of getting a lot better are there. To me, the biggest move, Frank laughs when I say these things, to me the biggest move was getting rid of Danny Ose. I think I felt he was negative. I felt he made Manny do things that were not Manny-like, okay? And maybe I'm making excuses for the Cuban guy. I don't know, but... Last year's Manny was not the Manny we knew as a defensive coordinator or his first year. I mean, it just it didn't make any sense what we were seeing. You know, it was total anomaly of who we knew him to be, and it was it threw us a curveball to be quite frank. And I I personally think it was Danny. So I think we're going to see Manny looser doing the things that Manny did that made him successful. The question is the people he's hired around him. It's, they're going to make or break him, like you said. And, and, and he has the talent. Can the coaches keep up with that talent? Where that remains to be seen. There's a lot of stuff we can't. There's a lot of intangibles we can't even put our arms around because of COVID. Like none of these kids have worked out together. We don't like. There are a lot of things that are still left to be seen before we can figure it out. But you're right about one thing. There is more promise. I feel a little more confident this year than years past. I love that we almost beat Florida last year, but I hated what happened after that game and the accountability game. You start a, a freshman at quarterback and you're ragging on the freshman because of what mistakes he made. I, it just, it blew me away. It blew me. And I'm telling you, I got, I got killed for it, Brad. I'm telling you, many of our friends on Twitter, they forgot that they killed me about that. And, and I remember... I never threw it in anyone's face hard, except for when they started crashing and burning, Frank would get mad at me. It's not that I would laugh that Miami lost, but I'd come back with almost a smug smirk. Like, I told you this team sucks with that guy. As long as that guy's there, you guys are going to be terrible. You'll see. And, and, and I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out this year, but I, I thought he was the problem. I really did. Yeah, I mean, the mixture of Dan Enos and any of the quarterback roulette I mean, we, that we had, we ended up switching quarterbacks three or four times throughout the season, and 
I mean, not, it, it just seemed like none of the quarterbacks wanted to be the guy for the Miami Hurricanes football team. And I think that's something that we've been missing for a long time. Um, obviously, Brad Kyle was one of those guys that seemed groomed to be the next great one. Unfortunately, offensive line play calling it w- was just another thing that ended up not working out. Um, but, but again, going back to what I said, this is all things that now we have proven on. Right? Lashley has done this quite a few times at SMU, Auburn. Um, so, so he has the resume to back it up. And I mean, if that if that doesn't uh, excite you, we we got our guy. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but we got our guy Nevin Shapiro out. Oh. So the last time. <laughs> The, the last time Miami, the last time Miami was great was when Nevin Shapiro out. The yep. last time Nevin Shapiro was out, um, I'm pretty sure we were throwing money left and right, and we just talked about this likeness bill. And yes, it doesn't go in effect till 2021, but like I talked about in my Zoom call a couple nights ago with some Kane fans, and anything that gets passed the first time doesn't matter what type of law it is there's going to be some loops and holes in it. And unfortunately you're going to see a lot of these young cats that are hungry in Miami that want to make some money off these kids. And it's going to benefit both parties. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see Nevin Shapiro dip his hand in a few things. I mean, he's got to pay back a lot of money. Back he owes a lot government. of money to a lot of people. He sure does. So, I mean, if you're going to have to pay it back in any job you get, if you're pretty much not going to be making any money, you might as well do something you love. And I know he loves the Hurricanes. Uh, you think he still does? I don't think he loves the Hurricanes that much anymore, Brian. I think he's a little angry at the Hurricanes. He said as much. <laughs> he, he said as much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, we're going to let you go. Thanks for stopping through. Are you going to learn some baseball anytime soon? Because I'm not going to talk Canes with you every time I have you on. Or maybe I will. No, we could we could definitely talk some baseball. Unfortunately, they're they're not on TV lately. Uh, it seems like they're shooting themselves in the foot right now. <laughs> I need sports, bro. Yeah, buddy. I need sports, bro. This is driving me nuts, bro. This is terrible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like your producer? I love it, man. I love it. He's got a lot of passion, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He does. If you got to shut him up for some reason, you're allowed to. You know that, right? He'll go on and on and on. <laughs> Let me know if I got to whack him over the back of the head somehow. Cause <laughs> Brad, these millions need a shoddy uppy every once in a while. Especially him. I'll oh, whack him on the back of the head if you need me to. <laughs> oh, man. Not bad, guys. I, I, I appreciate uh, coming on again this morning. And I look forward to the next couple weeks having my show. We'll talk Canes football. We'll talk some Miami Heat. Uh, Hopefully there's a little baseball we can talk. If not, we'll talk some NFL and a little bit of uh, South Florida high school football. Um, Of course, we just landed Romello Brinson over the weekend. Uh, Recommit back to Miami, so that's great things. And uh, I'm looking for big things for the Miami Hurricanes in the future. So tell me about your friend Hurricanes Marsh. He hit me up. So that that guy – is the legend for Miami Hurricanes social media. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know if you – you mentioned Jake Garcia, but Jake Garcia's name got trending because of that guy. And <laughs> it ended up being 66,000 tweets uh, just in that night of when Romello Brinson committed to Miami. Um, anybody who doesn't follow recruiting, Jake Garcia, who we were just talking about, uh, ended up jumping on the Instagram live of Romello Brinson and Khalil Brantley uh, and pretty much 
messing around with the kids and the fans saying, hey, I'm going to transfer to Miami Northwestern. Uh, I'm, I, we're going to do big things. And ever since then, man, uh, Marsh ended up tweeting Garcia to the U, and it got 66,000 retweets, likes. And it's been trending ever since, man. And I think I think in the next week or two, you might see Jay Garcia <laughs> dropping just, a note. He just, and it could be because of Marsh. He just quoted you from the show. We got our guy Nevin Shapiro back and quoted and he puts you. So he has no shame in outing you, like, immediately. You just said that. Like, the words are still echoing in my ear when you said it, and he tweets it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> your boys hold you very accountable, I noticed. They were giving you all kinds of heck about your logo because you were wearing what seemed to be a red UM jersey. They said, you're a Georgia fan in disguise. What's that all about? Um, what was well, that all about? We'll have to save this for one of my my episodes on the pod, but I've I so I've been on the wrong end of trolling before, unfortunately. Social media and trolling that if you're on the wrong end, it could get pretty bad. And unfortunately, uh, I don't want to dig too deep into it. Um, but I was I got a picture of me in a in a in a Florida outfit um, because of my my fiance, who obviously that was you. That was you. I think yeah. I even commented on that once. Ouch! You did that. Yeah. That was me, unfortunately. I lost a bet to my fiance, and I had to uh, wear that. Unfortunately, you must really love her, bro. Uh, I, I've loved her, unfortunately, since middle school. I, I met her. I met her in seventh grade, and uh, everything works out for a reason. It seems like. Yeah, Jake, Jake does have some some very nice mechanics, but I mean, okay, I'm watching him now. And and by the way, the girlfriend being like like I had an ex girlfriend who who was a gator. And notice how I said she's an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> That's one of the first questions. I'm like, so um, who do you represent? The Hurricanes? Oh, I'm a Gator. I'm like, nice to know you. I mean, I went, hey, out, well, uh, I went out with a we, Gator nurse, we, too. That was fun. Well, we, we have, we have a, a son together, and his name is Christian Kane, with, spelled C-A-N-E. And he was born in North Florida Hospital. So, I mean, if that... If that does anything for you, All hopefully right. that, that helps a little bit. So she, she, okay, so now you got to make her an honest woman because she gave you your blessing, which is fantastic. Um, uh, absolutely. Any, and, and, and any chance of getting her post-grad, like at UM or something, so she can kind of eliminate the stench of being a Gator? Any chance? No, no, no? not at all. Oh, well. It was worth a try. But, um, hey, sometimes the, the, the ex-girlfriend is actually a, a good thing, man. Um, We just talked about Jake Garcia and – uh. The ex uh, the ex girlfriend now um, seems to be one of the reasons why he might be decommitting from USC. So look out! Oh, I didn't oh, know that was what was in play. Success. Oh, that's a whole different ball game. Oh, man. that's game over. That's not tampering, Frank. That's real life. That's game over. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, man. He's not even going to be half the quarterback he could be at USC. Is it the same girl Manti Teo went out with? Oh, oh, ouch! You can give yourself a whistle for that, Frank. <laughs> You might as well stick around for another five minutes because I've blown through format with you. So you might as well not go anywhere. I'm watching his mechanics on Rivals. He's pretty good. He's got, I mean, he, he's definitely there as far as talent, man. And like I say, he's the poster boy. You, you look at him and he just, he seems, he just seems like he's fit to be a, a next NFL quarterback. Oh, man. And, and it, and it kind of helps that USC um, also landed Miller Moss, who's a highly talented quarterback. So so right now USC has two 
highly graded quarterbacks uh, for the next cycle. Um, was the tampering with recruits of ex-players hit hit him up? Because like they've been retweeting his stuff saying, hey, you come in or not. Nah. Amon Richards did that. Yeah, no. Uh, so, no, as long as they're not on the football team, they can do whatever they want. And I, and I actually, I've seen people on the football team hit him up. I know Al Blades Jr. Uh, hit him up. Uh, Gilbert Frierson there. There's been a few guys that, that are definitely trying to get his attention. I think it's, I think all we need now is the rock to drop a video. <laughs> That's why they've been going after the rock. Oh, it makes sense now. Cause I started seeing some of that rumbling yesterday on Twitter. All right. Yep. Um, so, okay. I'm going to hit up your boy, hurricane Marsh. I, I was just about to mention him, man. If if you want to follow a guy, if anybody out there listening who loves Miami Hurricanes football, you always want to be in a good mood. You always want to get hyped. Hurricane Marsh is not only my brother from another, but that guy is the Ric Flair of Miami Hurricanes football. That guy Ooh. will get you and going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, immediately our boy Armando giving him love on uh, on in um, on Twitter. Listen to me, Instagram. Uh, a couple of years at State of the U, Hurricanes Marsh has been. You know that I have a soft spot for anybody from State of the U because I did four years there. Um, all right, I'm going to hit your boy up. Let's see what he's got. He does his own podcast, Fours Up Podcast with J.R. Nelson, which I think I've also been in touch with. Yes, sir. All right, so it's you're, why, you're giving them a stamp of approval right here on national radio. I not only have to give them a stamp of approval, but if you look at the top 20 uh, football podcast right now they are actually in the top 20 they actually just jumped adam scheffner and these guys don't even have a microphone this is hysterical all right so the it worked tell hurricanes marsh i'll be in touch with him for sure it worked uh your boy nelson as well i think i hit him up uh i guess i hit him up last week sometime you know um and he was very receptive as well so they do that podcast together yes sir well, let's uh, let's get moving around here. Let's see what we can do. I'll get in let's touch go. with your boys. I this was a very good first installment of uh, your segment inside of my show. Uh, I gave you a hard time, and you came out flailing and swinging. Defended yourself well for a rookie. They better not go six and seven, Brad. There's no way we're going. Six Brad, and seven. you just said there's no way. You know how you just jinxed yourself, bro. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll put it to you. My son last year predicted a ten win season. So to piss him off, I said, no, man, you know who's going to win 10 games is FSU. And he got furious. I mean, he goes, what a cold take. So never realizing that I did it to make it sound as ridiculous as I felt he was telling me that Miami would win 10 games. A um, few weeks in, he moved away from the 10-game prediction. And he says, yeah, but I didn't pick FSU to win 10 games. I go, it was nearly as crazy to pick FSU as to pick Miami. And then, you know, Miami wins, was six? Yes, last year, six. Good old six games, right? Mm. They better do better this year. And I think that uh, I think that some of the stuff that's gone on in the offseason, even though it's been a quiet COVID offseason, I think Manny knew he had to get to work. Notice Manny just didn't say anything anymore. He just got to work. So I'm confident that that's a good sign. And I'm with you. I'm rooting for him. I got mad at him last year because he kept listening to Dan Enos. Do your own thing, man. It's what worked. Do your Miami thing. Oh, listen to some dude from Alabama. Hell with him. Absolutely, man. And, and the other thing is with, with this whole George Floyd situation that happened, I think you're, you're seeing a lot of universities and head coaches shoot themselves in the foot and ma just make themselves look 
Mike, worse than what they were looking Mike before. Mike Gundy? <laughs> Mike Gundy's got a problem oh, on his hands, boy. Like nobody's yeah. business. He's going to miss out a Heisman Trophy candidate on his team because he, he did something that, that pissed him off. And, I mean, I think, yep. uh, with all honesty, I think this guy, why is his name escaping me right now? It really shouldn't be. Um, Dabo? Yes. Why he is... I understand why he's this angry. I think where I'm going with it is why would he do himself so much damage in a situation like that? I get that he's pissed. Um, don't I mean, let he, don't let him or the things that he said or did upset you in a way that you're going to affect your own path. And I just I'm not I'm not I'm not disputing that he has every right to be pissed because. This Gundy thing is, is kind of crazy, if you ask me. I don't know why Gundy engaged in that. I'm not really sure what, you know, what made him think this was okay. Um, be that as it may, it, it's kind of crazy for, for Chubba Hubbard, who led the, the, the nation in rushing last year, by the way. He needs, he needs to be able to understand that he's only going to hurt himself a lot more than Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy's going to stay employed. Nobody's going to fire Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy's going to stay employed. And even if you were to get him fired, it doesn't – God, I don't know how to express this, and I'm not doing a good job, Frank. I think Chubba Hubbard has a bigger calling to be in an NFL and to be a successful running back, and I understand that he can, he can make a statement and not have to walk away from being the running back at Oklahoma State. He worked too damn hard. His family worked too damn hard to get him to that position where he could possibly win a Heisman, and I commend him for being convicted. You know, we're saying, hey, this is bull crap. I'm not dealing with this. This guy's an idiot for doing this. Until things change, I got it. But yeah, that's a absolutely. that's a thick threat where they can turn around and say, you know what, well, you're a distraction. Your Heisman Trophy candidacy and all, be off. And it might be better for him, but at the end of the day, I don't know that I'm the kind of person that I'd want to – I'd be vocal against it. Absolutely, I wouldn't sure. shut up. But to say I'm not doing anything until this – that's a tough threat, man. That's a tough it's, threat. It's very – it's very similar to the situation you guys talked about the other day with um, Kyrie Irving and LeBron discussing should, should we play basketball or should we not play basketball. I mean, you, you got both sides of it. Um, it, it kind of, at this point, is it a bigger deal? To, are, are you going to get more out of it um, if you if you don't play, or if you actually do play? Now you can use that platform and and actually express how you how you actually feel. Similar to what Colin Kaepernick tried to do, um, but unfortunately, right now, man, that it doesn't like you were saying earlier man it doesn't matter what you say if you're on the good side or on the bad side man there's always going to be a, a, a counter to it dude coaches are getting coaches are getting killed like look i mean even Dabo sweeney hasn't been you know immune to it now in in light of everything that happened gundy stepped up stepped up and and did what he had to do right like he said look we're gonna make some changes here i didn't you know in light of today's tweet with the t-shirt that i was wearing i met with some players and realized that it's a very sensitive issue what's going on and even afterwards chubba hubbard uh tweeted changes coming i promise you that and he took a picture with with my gunny so i got it i just man you work so hard to get somewhere like frank and i have worked to get here and we're careful about what we say. And we're careful about how we tread and do things. Because I'm not going to give in or kowtow to somebody because we have a difference of opinion um, and have it affect the livelihood of the rest of my life. So the same way Mike Gundy shouldn't be wearing that shirt because it's going to affect his livelihood for the rest of his life, or it could, I think Hubbard just has to be able to make a statement 
a strong statement. I guess he did, obviously. <laughs> he isn't going anywhere and everything's okay and change is happening. Um, but you make a good point, Brad. That's not happening in Miami. It's happening in other places. Miami could be the most culturally diverse football program in the country. And there's a lot of Absolutely. love there, no matter what color or ethnicity you are. So it's funny how we don't hear it coming out of Miami. It's strange, or maybe it's no, not I so mean, strange. It's, it's all it's, it's all about where you grew up and and how, how you were built. Um, you, you're, you're, how you're raised is pretty much how you will end up being. And, and like you just mentioned, South Florida is definitely the most diverse city, not only in Florida but could be in all of America. And I mean, it, it's a, it's a testament to all the kids that end up coming out of Miami um, football program are from Miami. And you're seeing that with this next 2021 class. I believe 15 out of 17 commits right now are all from either Broward or Dade County. So we can easily stay in our backyard, continue to recruit the best of the best, because obviously, as we all know, South Florida produces the best football talent in all of America. It's just all about going from those second-tier guys to now landing those first-tier guys. Um, that That's what's going to – that that small gap between development and depth on the football team. Appreciate your time, brother. We will talk to you next Tuesday. All right, fellas. You guys have a great day. Take care, Brad. That was Brad Tejeda. You'll be able to catch him starting Tuesday, June 30th, two weeks from today, on the Brad Tejeda Show on, from noon to 2 right here on Slam Radio. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Hey, this is Tiki Barber. You're listening to Slam Radio. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Hurricanes Marsh. Love to have his name. I know that's what he goes by. That's nowadays. That's the thing. Aren't you a fan of knowing someone's name though? His name is uh, Bring Jake Garcia to Miami. That's what it is today. <laughs> <laughs> when he calls in, I'll ask him. Yeah. Um, this is all part of that Gabby Urrutia family. I think everybody's gonna be like, "Damn, I should have gotten close to that Gabby guy," because I'm. Sitting here giving out national radio time. <laughs> no, this guy's a Yankee t- uh, Yankee fan, too. Yeah, I saw that. Why do you think I uh, told him to come on? <laughs> yeah. The great ones stick together. You know how that is. So a couple minutes, we'll have Hurricanes Marsh on. A um, couple of years with State of the U, he was telling me. He's host of the Fours Up podcast with our friend J.R. Nelson17. Um He's been following me forever. 
forever. What I don't remember, Frank, I said I wasn't going to look this up, but you know me. I don't know why I have in my head that he was one of the ones that ragged on me about, what's his name? Uh, Dan Enos. I don't know why I think that. Could so be. Hurricanes, Marks. Maybe it wasn't him, man. A lot of names are similar. and So I'm just going to do one of my Twitter searches, you know. What time is he calling in? Any minute. Right. <laughs> he wants to talk about how great they are. I, I listen. Miami has all the capability of being simply amazing. Um, no, it wasn't him, Frank. See, it wasn't him. Good, do- good job you checked. I'm checking, but I don't know why. But again, I'm sure it's still going to come up in conversation, though. Oh, I'm going to ask him about it, but I don't think, no, he's definitely not one. I've done the search already. He's clear. He's, in fact, he's been cool with me. He always does the great question. Like, what are the greatest what ifs in Miami history? <laughs> Wrote Terry Porter had decided to be a major league ump instead of a college referee. <laughs> Hashtag six rings. I copied you on that one too. <laughs> I did see that one. <laughs> that was last year sometime. And then he puts, Who are your first favorite players on the Canes? And I put Alonzo Highsmith and Melvin Bratton. Yeah, he's always, you know, he's always engaging. He's doing this. So, no, he's not guilty of ragging on me over what's his name. I was right about Danny Enos. You know how that is. I was right about it. So, yes, man, anybody, listen, I think very highly of stateoftheu.com. I think you know that. Uh, I was there for four years. Um, I was with a gentleman named Jerry. Uh, and my boy Charlie Strauser basically got me in there. Charlie's out in New York, big Canes fan, covers basketball, and is just an advocate of the program in general. But but Jerry Steinberg really got everything started, brought Cam Underwood in. Uh, Cam now doing excellent work running uh, the site. Uh, Jerry moved on to other things, and a couple of us moved on as well. Busy running a radio station. I used to love it. He has invited me, told me you can do guest writing, whatever. I might, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it probably won't. I'll probably leave it the way it is. But I think that the the young bucks on the come up need to have that space. So, uh, you know, I, it's always good to see the work that they do. And I'm always encouraged because I feel like someone who works the way we worked at State of the U, which was for free, <laughs> and with the love for a program that you're covering, you know. So the bad thing is it comes with a slant. It comes with the rah-rah, I love the Canes. Um but the good part about it is you have someone who really is engaged and wants to cover what they're covering. So we saw that in Gabby Urrutia, and Gabby's gone on to great things, and we're so psyched about having Brad aboard. Our next guest is somebody who does very similarly podcasts for you, you know, about the University of Miami. He writes for State of the U. Um, his greatness is accentuated by the fact that he's a Yankee fan, so there you go, Frank. I threw that one in your face. Uh, but on a serious note, this is one of those guys that takes – covering that pretty seriously and they're not professional journalists these are all people i've told you this hundred times they have their own jobs they have their own lives brad has his own kid i we're gonna find out what hurricane marsh does for a living or whatever but certainly it's not covering kane's football so when you do something for the love of it the way they do um they're the angle of how they cover it 
if you can sift through it being a little bit of a fan love, you get some good information from these guys. They're really in the know. Our next guest. Our next guest on uh, Good Morning Amigo. We're going to find out what he goes by. I would imagine the marsh means like a marshal or something, right? But we're going to go with Hurricanes yep. Marsh joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. What's up, my man? What's going on, brother? Thank you so much for having on. Not, having me on. Yes, man. So you're, you're exonerated. I at first thought, I said, I think this is the guy gave me crap about uh, <laughs> about giving Dianino's crap after the Florida game. You were not that person. I caught a lot of, and you're not allowed to say bad words. I'm the only one allowed to say bad words. I caught a lot of shit after that. It's worthy of the bad <laughs> word. Um, because, man, did I, just my old boomer senses were telling me, dude, I've been around the game. I've been around coaching sports. I've done a lot of things. I'm not a college football coach, but that's not how you approach a young team that just almost beat a top 10 team. Like, I think you got to go about it differently. And and I thought it was downhill after that. But I am convinced, thanks to guys like Brad and guys like yourself, that the future is very promising. We've made the proper changes. Uh, the personnel, as far as on the field, looks amazing. Um, give me a little bit of insight of what you think. Because uh, Brad comes rah-rah. You heard him. Give me a level-headed uh, synopsis of what you think happens this year, where Miami is at after a blustering 6-7 and seven season last year. Well, I mean, I think uh, getting rid of Danny Enos was obviously the the right choice. I mean, last year was just such a disaster, and I was hyping up Enos more than more than anyone. I had an article on State of the Almost every day saying how this offense was going to be, and obviously did not work out. But um, I, I think you loved Enos. I remember that. That's why I, yeah, I think that's I why I think I, I attributed one to the other. But there were so many people that attacked me, I had to kind of shut it off. And then all those people went quiet. And, of course, I'm not the one that goes at you on Twitter and goes, hey, where are you guys? But I did do it on the radio show. I go, where are all those guys that gave me crap in August about Florida? Week zero. Where are the week zero haters? And, of course, you know, I hated reveling, you know, loving the fact that the Canes were losing because I wasn't loving it, but it was proving a greater point, which I was saying, this ain't it, guy. Like, this is not it, Chief. Um, our ends are amazing. And I think that that spawns something on our defense that will be magnificent. Um, but I, I, at the end of the day, you got to score points in football. And I'm just worried that we're going after Jake Garcia or the word about Jake Garcia when I think we have someone in-house that's darn good in King. Give me, give me your thoughts because you seem to be spearheading this whole bring Jake Garcia to Miami thing. It's kind of your name right now on Twitter. but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, we, we've, I mean, we've been talking to Jake Garcia for a long time. Um, he came down to Miami last summer, I think it was, and the kid is a five-star talent. Uh, he would be, our, I think, our biggest quarterback commit since, like, Kyle Wright. I don't like to say his name because I just get angry. But, um, I, I mean, you build for the future, and Jake Garcia is that kind of guy. He's the kind of talent that is a program changer, and that's not to take anything away from guys like Nicozy Perry or Tyler Van Dyke, but I mean, you just want to add that depth, and especially with the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator like Rhett Lashley, um, you know, you got those pieces in place, and we need a quarterback in the 2021 class, and so if Jake Garcia decommits from USC, I think the team's got a pretty good shot. Marsh, let me ask you another question, brother, because this is an old boomer like me. I tell Frank all the time, I don't have the, the proper perspective anymore. I'm not labeling myself an old man, but football's a young man's game, right? And so to me, football used to be three yards in a cloud of dust. Now, Miami never played three yards in a cloud of dust, but Miami did play a style of football 
which always had a running back to help keep you on your toes. This team always had a great running back. Uh, is it me, or do you just get the feel like we come up short in that position? And if so, what, what do you feel about this year's team with the running game? Because I think the only way we throw the ball downfield successfully is if we can establish a good running game. And I don't mean but with smoke and mirrors and and our you know run run pass option, RPO. Like I'm looking at running the football between the tackles. I know that's not commonplace, but that's where Miami, we, we want to go back to Miami being great. That's where Miami made their bones being great. Do we have that greatness at the running back position? Well, I think Cameron Harris is a very, very underrated player, and I think he showed a lot of promise last year. He's not the, he's not going to be like Willis McGay. He's not going to be your Frank Gore, but he's going to be solid. But the two true freshmen that we just brought in, Don Chaney and Jalen Knight, and those are two of the best running backs in the state of Florida from last year's recruiting class. And I say, I mean, I hype up Jalen Knight every single day. I think he's going to be an all-ACC, potentially all-American kind of talent. So um, right now I think our young running backs are the best they've been in a while. Talking to, would we go with Hurricane Marsh? That's what you go by, right? That's you. That's you. You don't <laughs> yeah, go with full that's, name. Uh, that's I'm, the I'm Twitter so name. That's the Twitter name, huh? So yeah, you, but every, everyone just uh, everyone. I mean, nobody calls me by Marshall. It's just Marsh. <laughs> all right. So Mar, we're, we're talking. It's Marsh Thomas, right? Is that your name? Yes, sir. All right, Marsh Thomas, otherwise known as Hurricanes Marsh, joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. Marsh's mailbag. I love it. I love it. Was that your idea? Was that Cam's idea? Tell us a little bit about your contributions to Marsh's mailbag on State of the U. Yeah. So it's something that I started. Uh, last year on State of View, and it's just really because I love interacting with Canes fans, and, um, you know, I just, I love talking about the Hurricanes, and so I figured, you know, what the heck, why not just uh, do an article where I take in a bunch of questions, and um, every single week, you know, for the past year, Canes fans have been just great with that, and, you know, always different kinds of questions, and so um, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun reading your article this morning uh, about the one-game mentality, and it's interesting that you went with that angle because I think football, we've lost a lot. In, in, there's so much data that comes into these coaches. I, I have a firm belief that football coaches need to play more golf and watch less film. And I honestly believe that they overload themselves with information and they outthink themselves half the time. However, if you put your marbles all your eggs in one basket, you put all your marbles in one basket, you use whatever euphemism you want. But if you worry about it one game at a time, um, you're going to get the best results out of a football team. There's an old coach by the name of uh, Bobby Bowden. He used to say, I, I, I can only get these kids up three or four times a year, you see. So I can't, I can't expect them to play more than three or four big games a year without running into some trouble, you see. And it's true because they're 19, 20-year-olds. They're very athletic. But the same way they lay an egg against one team, they go and whoop Notre Dame one night at the Rock. And you don't know. It's, it's Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know what you're going to get. So a lot of times, if you can deal with the one-game mentality and the drama that comes with teenagers or young adults in preparing for one game at a time, um, <clears throat> believe it or not, it isolates things. It doesn't let things linger. A loss stays in that week, and then you move on to the next. And I think that that's the only way Miami uh, can really get out of the out of the ashes here is if they can take it one game at a time. That first game, like you say in your article, starts with Temple. That's going to be an interesting football game, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, 
Manny Diaz was a head coach for there for about 12 minutes. So, I mean, the Temple players are going to be a little added motivation. And, um, you know, Quincy Rochelle, the guy we just added, he came from Temple. But, um, you know, I, I think you, I, I love that you, that you read it. Thank you for that. And um, I think it's something that has been missing from this program for a long time. I mean, in the offseason, because we're the new, you know, we have these all these lofty expectations that we're already planning on how we can be Clemson, but you can't really go to Charlotte to play Clemson if you can't beat, you know, North Carolina in September. You can't look over these teams. And, I mean, I've been seeing it as a kid, or since I was a kid. I mean, all these teams that we are overlooking, they, they creep up on us. So uh, that's something that Manny Diaz has to install on his team. Talk to me a little bit about what it's been like to write for State of the U. Uh, you're obviously you grew up a big Canes fan. I've been following you for a while, and and I think before you even wrote for State of the U, you've been this huge Canes fan. Tell me a little bit. Give me a little insight of what that feels like. I know what it felt like for me to get on the radio after being a lifelong Canes fan and being the voice of a fan uh, when I became the amigo 15 plus years ago. But writing to me was always cathartic. I could always and and I don't know if you've ever gone back in State of the U, seen some of the stuff that I wrote. Um, Couple of that, a couple of those articles, Frank, if you remember, they went pretty much borderline viral. Like, I pissed some people off in, in Tallahassee and in Gainesville with some of the things I wrote. Um, tell me a little bit about what that felt like. Is that's empowering for someone who just, one thing is Twitter, one thing is you write and you look and you got 50,000 clicks on an article you wrote. You're like, how the hell did this happen? Like, that many people read what I wrote? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I grew up in, in Hollywood just down the road. I don't, I mean, it's been, and I grew up in the Orange Bowl. Um, you know, going to games, and I've I've just been an obsessive Canes fan since I was a kid. But um, it's been, it's been great writing for State of the U, especially because I, I live out on the West Coast, actually. So um, it's a great way that I can stay with the team. And and I'm just like you. I mean, I want to get into that business, and my dream has always to been or to be, you know, talking about the Hurricanes. I've always just wanted to do that, and um, just the fact that I can write these articles about the team that. I grew up loving and still love is something I've always wanted to do. And it's, it's all, it's a dream come true. Tell me a little bit about your podcast um, with J.R. Nelson. Tell me a little bit about how that goes. What got you into doing that and, and, and what a listener can expect to hear on your podcast. Well, so yeah, fours up was started um, back in January. And it's interesting because Jordan and I actually live in Utah, but we're diehard Hurricanes fans. Um, <laughs> And it, it was really cool because I had some connections with, uh, you know, guys like Brad Kaya, and we've had him on the show several times, and we've had other former players on, and, um, and you know, it's a brutally honest podcast, and it's, it's meant to, to hype up Canes fans, and, you know, we, we try and record as much as possible and just think about, you know, what would we want to listen to if we were, you know, trying to hear some, some people talk about the Canes, and so it's been a great ride and you know Canes fans have been so awesome in supporting us and all so let me get this straight you, you live in Utah yeah yeah I actually moved here in high school <laughs> so it's like 5 30 in the morning over there <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a little it's a little early but I, I had to get on uh, and listen to my boy Brad so Damn, you're loyal to the cause my brother um man are you listening to this Frank this guy's in Utah yeah it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you you're the man. Uh, that is that is as much love for doing something as I, I mean. I thought I would exemplify that all the time, Frank. 
where I would sit up till three in the morning editing something that I wrote and made sure that it sounded just the way I wanted it. Um, and I'd have my wife look at me, how much are you getting paid for this again? Like, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what goes on with J.R. Nelson. I want you guys to, you know, to give me a call. I think, like, I, I think Miami Hurricanes football is something that Frank and I, we got frustrated last year, but we believe that it, it makes, it's a perfect marriage for us. Um, we are down the street from the old, where the old girl used to sit. And, you know, we have a lot of fond memories down this street, tailgating in this neighborhood. Um, just a lot of things that go on. And I think that it's a natural marriage to this neighborhood, even so many years removed from here, uh, that the natural marriage to the University of Miami still exists. And because of that, that's why I've been so open. That's why guys like Alex Dono do shows here. That's why Gabby had his opportunity. Brad's going to have his. And, and man, I mean, we will sit down and talk because I, I want to hear your podcast. Um, and Gabby speaks wonders of you. So, like, to me, I think it makes a lot of sense. We'd love to, to delve into the possibility of having you, you know, air that here on our national airwaves. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, maybe create a block of programming on one day a week, Frank, that would uh, be all about Kane's football. You know what I mean? Or Kane sports. And, and we include a few of these guys that do this for the love and give them a larger platform to broadcast on. That's what I, that's my goal with all of this. And you're incredibly knowledgeable. Like I said, I've followed you for years and you know, a lot of times I get my information from the press, but I get the stuff I know from people who are not in the press because they generally are the last ones to find out the stuff that's in the know. And, uh, and you're one of those guys, man. So I, I appreciate you coming on the show. If that's something that interests you, I want you to hit us up later on and we can sit down and have a conversation the same way I did with Brad and, and, and we can talk about doing something. I'd love to hear you throughout the summer talking about what we can expect from our Canes come September. So uh, I don't know if that's something that you would be interested in. I know that, uh, again, you come from the right place. Stateoftheu.com is where you can catch Marsh's mailbag and you can catch uh, our boy Marsh Thomas as he does his work through the SB Nation site. Uh, that's one of the best SB Nation sites. There's a, there's a community of 300 sites that do college football through SB Nation, and State of the U has consistently been in the top five for years. It wasn't always like that. Uh, I'm proud to say we helped get it to that, and then Cam has just maintained it. Cam's, Cam's tough, boy. Cam don't play, so he has the best of the best. If you're there, it's for a reason. Um, so we uh, we appreciate you coming on, and we appreciate you continuing doing what you do, man. Hey, thanks, brother. And, yeah, I would absolutely love, uh, you know, to do that. And because, you know, I grew up listening to 560, 790. My goal has always been to, you know, come back to Miami and, you know, go back to or go into sports radio. And it's just what I love talking about, man. I can literally do it all day. And that's why I'm studying what I'm studying in school, so I can do that. <laughs> There you go. I bet you you were too young to stay up late at night to listen to the Dos Amigos back in the day when I was on, on 790. Uh, we, did, we did some excellent work, but it was more adult-themed. And usually the kids that are now adults, they were kids back then, Frank, chances are they didn't listen. And, and Marsh sounds young enough to have been probably about 13 or 14 back then, right? He's probably about 30 now, right? That's what I, Correct me if I'm wrong there. <laughs> uh, 25. Okay, so yeah, so he was a kid, so he probably wasn't up at midnight listening to me curse on the air. I got away with murder, man. It was, but boy, did we talk a lot of Canes football on that show all the time. Um, yep, that's uh, that was a lot of fun. Five sixty was what a what a great run. They still do good work, uh, my boy Hawk over there. But five sixty was the home when you were um, 
when you were looking for your cane stuff, man, it, it was the only place to go to get your canes fix. Uh, indeed, still is. There's still the signature and the flagship. So shout out to look at that. I'm giving a shout out to 560, Frank. Look at that one. <laughs> go figure. The world has come to a definitely strange place. Uh, Marsh, let's talk offline, man. I think I'd like to have you on our airwaves. I think that's something that would work out very well for us. Hey, I'd love that, man. Just hit me up and uh, let's get it going. Let's kick off. All right, my man. I appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on. Jake Garcia, why? You never told me. Why? Why Jake? He's a program he got changer. He, he's the guy. He's only there for one year. Yeah, that's true. But what happens <laughs> when you get this guy? King's going to transfer again? Like, what do you do? Well, I mean, so King, I mean, King only has one season left of eligibility. And oh, this kid's in high school quarter. Oh, okay. So this Garcia, kid's a senior Garcia in high school. I'm thinking this kid's going into, I'm like, what? All right. So I've never heard of the kid. I'm going to be very honest with you. I've never heard of him. Today I saw film on Rivals thanks to uh, Brad, and he does have amazing mechanics. So he's, a, he's going into his high school senior year with those mechanics. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, honestly, he, he could be, um, you know, the best quarterback we've had since Dorsey. That's why people are hyping him up so much because, the talent is obviously there, and the connection to Miami's there. A lot of the Miami recruits want him there. They've been tweeting at him. So um, it's a movement, man. Garcia to the U. I'm on. I'm on board. I wasn't on board this morning. We were wondering what the hell's going on with this movement. But I, I'm thinking it's another college kid we're trying to transfer portal. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why? This is a high school kid. Oh, then this makes sense. Then you do whatever you got to do. We'll, 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 we'll listen, send him pictures of bikini clad women on South Beach. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. Let, let's get him in Buyao to come over here uh, and play some football. But you're right. See, I didn't realize that. I'm thinking he's some, again, didn't know who he was. Totally. I've been tuned out to college football the last few months because I've been COVID to my earlobes and politics to my earlobes. That's why this is a breath of fresh air, Frank. Talking sports, talking Kings football. Yes, Jake Garcia. Bring Jake Garcia to Miami. There we go. I'm going to hashtag Yes, sir. I'm going to follow Hurricane Marsh. I am part of the crew now. That's it. Let's do it. That kid has great mechanics. Have you seen him? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a dream, bro. Coño. A guy looks like robo quarterback. It's like. a dream, but I have I stopped buying into hype because remember we had the same similar hype to Brad Kaya, and we're like, all right. Brad and Brad wasn't bad he, though. He he wasn't. But Brad he had a circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brad Brad had a circumstance. It was the team around him. No, I know that. I know that. <laughs> Didn't he get coached by the Thai guy? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's okay. I was wrong about the Thai guy too, though. Bernie Kozar convinced me that that guy was the man. That's why I went so deep in with it. Bernie comes in studio one day. Listen to this, Marsh. Comes in studio one day. He used to do a segment twice a week with us on a morning show I did in Palm Beach. And Bernie comes in. Hey, bro. Uh, I just came over with the trustees, the board of trustees. This guy, Golan, is the real deal, bro. He comes in with some PowerPoint. And it's just, bro. It's like 40 pages long on why he wants to be the University of Miami coach. This guy's the real deal. Well, Kozar convinces me. Hook, line, and sinker on this guy. And kind of creepy how well you can impersonate him. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you see, he doesn't know about my impersonation skills. Don't get him started. Please, Marsh, don't get him started. <laughs> I do some really big things when I imitate people. Really big things. Um, so... This guy, and, and I'll be very honest with you now. All right, I'm, I'm going to throw it up there. Brad Kaya, Frank, had a tough situation 
on his hands and probably was best suited when we asked that question earlier about what quarterback have we had that's got like Heisman potential. Don't, don't, don't laugh at me. Kaya was probably the guy. Kaya could just throw and throw and throw. He really was a good passer. He never was able to develop properly, which is why he didn't play football in the pros, I think. Pressure got to him, I feel. Like, once well, that pocket collapsed, like, it was game over for Brad Kaya. Well, it was collapsing mm-hmm. a lot. You know, it's hard to throw from your back. Yeah, so he got in his head. Like, it just became something that he was just haunted by. He had the skills, but always a little something here. And plus, Bradley Kaya, bigger and better things. That guy's a good dude, bro. Like, that guy probably be great at anything he does. So, uh, but kudos to him. I give him a shout out. I was a big Kaya fan myself. All right, there you have it, bro. So you need to get in touch with us because I think it's time. Let's do it. Let's do it, my man. We'll talk soon, all right? All right, sounds good. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for jumping on with us. We appreciate your time. We have we have awoken the those who are asleep, Frank. Apparently we 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 have some like someone liked having him on, which was good. Yeah, a lot of information there. Look at this. I mean, who wouldn't? Look at this. What movements are we starting? I'm sure you like who wouldn't. So look at look at Craig in the 843 throwing a subtle shout-out. Another State of the U guy, CT I know well. CT's been there for a while. I'm, wasn't CT there when I was there? I don't know. Craig, I think, weren't you there when I was there? You've been there a while, haven't you? There, look at Craig. They're all coming out, baby. I told you this was, this was going to I want these guys. These guys are great. They're a wealth of information. There's no coincidence that those guys do great work on State of the U. And, and, and I think there's a, there's a platform. I have the airtime for them. We can hear spread Kane's love all over the country on Slam Radio. Why not? Why not? Nationwide, baby. Oh, I, I think this makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Where are you, Craig? You're next. <laughs> Amigos hit list. You're next, Craig. Where you at, kid? Where you at? 786-828-7068. Oh, my gosh. It's been a while since Kane's he call. Yeah, Kane's call. Yeah, I don't give out the number before. Miami Hurricanes Tuesday here on Good Morning Amigo. It looks like it's going to be Miami Hurricanes every day. We got to figure out a day and block it off and have some of these guys just pour their podcasts in there. We make a deadline and everybody, we start with Brad at noon and it comes all the way down. Maybe we do it on Tuesdays. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I... It, there's a lot of things we can do. Mm-hmm. Where are you at, CT? Craig in the eight four three. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. I've, I've awaking the Twitter, the Twitter beasts. Yeah, yeah, I have because he wrote something back in sixteen and I promoted it for him. So yes, he, one thousand percent. He's part of that fam. He's part of that fam. Where are you at, kid? All right, we'll go to go to break. <laughs> I think he's listening. We'll go to break. Come back on the other side. We'll do a little more. Of what we do best. Gonna keep talking, Canes. We'll do that. We'll talk about other stuff as well. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. I get it. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.